Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, I think everybody watched 60 Minutes on Sunday night and was just in shock at the honesty and the vulnerability of the great Wally Lewis. He's a dear friend of mine and he's been on this show before, but for Wally to come out and reveal that he has a diagnosis with a probable CTE, um, the debilitating condition which affects the brain and is caused by repeated blows to the head... We all start as parents, start questioning whether or not our kids should be playing contact sport. I know that's in some ways dramatic, but whether or not we've done the right thing, what we can do to fix this, how we can try and probably eliminate this and and work through it. Well, there are wonderful people that are using measures and working on measures to try and make it easier to identify concussions and then put protocols in place. Professor Stephen Bird from the University of Southern Queensland of Performance Sciences joins us this morning and has been using the eye guide, a simple non-invasive eye test that measures uh, the functions of the eyes, the motor functions, to determine whether a player has suffered a concussion. He joins me this morning. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm great. How are you going this morning? And welcome to you and the, and the listeners. Um, Look, this is a game yeah. changer, and, and I, I've spoken to, to, to be honest with you, I've had a chat to Darren Lockyer about this way that this eye guide and over time and there's been some talk the QRL have looked at it and different things but it's starting to gain some serious momentum because we we have to protect the next generation there's no ways I'm not saying ban contact sport I'm as rough as tough as they come my kids have played it I want my kids to play contact sport but I also want to be and have the right preventative so we don't see these stories happening like what we saw on Sunday night with Wally Lewis. For sure. I think we're all, everyone's on the, on the, of the same opinion when it comes to what can we do as professionals, as parents, as a community to make sure the uh, athlete is well from both a, a physical and, and mental perspective. And all the listeners, I'm sure, are familiar with the term CTE. Um, they've heard that bandied about now. There's been a, so much happened since, if you think of, you know, the, the movie Concussion and, and Dr. Amalo first publishing some information on this in 2005. Like we're nearly 20 years into the, the, the drastic effect that something such as a CTE can have. And now to hear um, in, in the most you know, recent times that some Australian athletes are presented with this type of condition uh, is certainly you know, a cause for concern. So our role as, as academics and, and researchers is to try and find ways that we can provide some, some really solid science around some objective data that can help our medical professionals on the sideline as a point of care diagnostic to make a decision on what that data is telling us to how well cognitive function is with an individual. Right. Now, just to be specific, the eye guide doesn't diagnose a concussion, but what it will do is allow us to track ocular motion of the eye movement. The player can have that done. It's a very short assessment, takes about 10 seconds to do. They do that repeated three or four times. We develop a baseline. And then from that, if if the player does have a a type of of an impact that looks like it may have resulted in a concussive event, they're looking a bit dazed, a little bit wobbly, on the sideline, point of care, they can reset that particular assessment which then allows the medical team some objective data to say, hey, based on your assessment when you were fresh as, as a daisy, compared to now after you've taken a hit, 
we can see a decrement in your ability to actually focus and follow an object in space with eye tracking. That just allows them, the medical professional another opportunity to have some data to make an educated decision along with all of their other assessments that they do on the sideline to determine is it a safe environment based on what the, the athlete is presenting with to put them back into the environment. And I think from what we've been able to do so far, we've been fortunate to do some research with Basketball New Zealand Women's Senior National Team as a collaboration between BBNZ and the University of Southern Queensland about using this particular device to help us determine um, cognitive fatigue and cognitive function within uh, elite female basketball players. Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. Um, And I am so proud of the Brisbane Rugby League because they're a user of this, of the eye guide, and they have embraced it. For sure. Um, And massive massive work going on. That that is a fantastic thing. What do we do to get it to to the next level? Yeah, look, I think, you know, for me, there's a lot of devices that are out there similarly. Um, and, and my disclosure is I have nothing to do with this company. I'm just a researcher. Yeah, sure. I, I'm looking at, at what what tools can we look at using? How can we validate the use of particular tools and determine if they're of value to us or not? Um, what I can say is our use of this particular device with, with BBNZ at the, the 2023 Female Women's Asia Cup for Basketball, yeah. we did have a, a, an athlete that took a head knock um, we use this particular device throughout a European tour and then at the competition, the player took a head knock in the competition and we use that data to allow the doctor and the medical staff to make a decision as to whether they would allow that player to go back to the field of play. Along with the testing that was done on the sideline with the data we presented, the, the physician made a decision that the player was not to return to the field of play and they you know, they commented that, hey, when we looked at that particular data, it was actually sensitive enough to show a change in ocular motion for that player, which is, which was indicative that their responsiveness was suppressed. So for us, we go, why would we put the player back in that environment? And we've all we've all been there, we've all sure. played, we've all yeah. seen it where, you know, players have this badge of honour, they want to go back into the environment. And they were and praised. We were praised at that stage. Oh, you'll be right, matey. Oh, for he was sure. Out. And, for sure. But I think the wheel is turning. I, 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 I think absolutely. the wheel is absolutely turning. I I think we absolutely. are. And, I mean, there is protocols in the NRL, which I'm involved in every day, and I get it. And sure. I, I think they're getting better. But, gee whiz, we need to. Um, we need to. You know, what's the perfect – Professor, what's the honest – and I mean this, what would you like to see? I, I mean, should we have the eye test for the under six Ipswich Rangers rugby side that are playing, you know, should every single sporting club have these tests and it, should it be happening from a young age? Like what, what's the, in your opinion, what's the perfect goal with this? Look, I think any, any child that's playing a collision-based sport, right, should have some type of cognitive function assessment as a baseline. Now, whether it's this device or another device or yep. the standard um, SCAT testing that they do, because the issue is, you know, sometimes we have to we have to save these players, especially senior players, yeah, from sure. themselves. You know, there was a report by the, the AFL Players Association in 2022, um, the Insights and Impact Report, that highlighted that 6% of senior male and female AFL players admitted to hiding their symptoms of concussion to the medical staff. 
So they, they won't openly come up with this information. So if you have a third-party person that's objective to come in, the players have the assessment done, we can get some baseline, we can use that to help monitor their, 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 their mental health along with their, their, the neurology, what is happening with them at that moment in time. And then across the course of a season, we think that that would be extremely valuable for all of these athletes to have some type of assessment done. They train their bodies every single day. We need to be, and then they look up, you know, everyone talks about recovery. We need to have these players recovered so they can perform. But we also need to be looking out for their brain. We need to be looking out for their mental health, those areas in particular. And the more players that we can encourage to come forward when they have symptoms, that it's not a problem. They need to be able to feel confident and comfortable to express those symptoms because we're here for the athlete health and well-being first and foremost. Yeah, uh, I agree 100%. Great to chat. Um, and look, I think this is um, a game changer. Really appreciate your time this morning and your insight uh, with us. I understand how busy you are. Uh, Professor Stephen Bird, University of Southern Queensland Performance Scientist. And that thing is an eye guide. The, 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 the one that's being used through the Brisbane Rugby League is an eye guide and it's worth going and Googling and having a look because I, I absolutely agree with you. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. You're welcome. Have a great day. Same to you. Professor Stephen Bird, we'll take a break. Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. You're with Ben Dobbin.